What's right. up, everybody? And welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football sports betting and uh, all things quarantine home over at fakepigskin.com. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO with me once again. It's Brian Twining. Brian, we're going to talk some win totals. You ready? Are yes. you fired up? Are you ready? ready? Oh, hell I'm yeah. Ready. Uh, absolutely. I'm excited to, to talk with uh, talk with you. Um, I'm excited to try this streaming thing. We're, we're live on the YouTubes for uh, those of you that are uh, more into video. We're offering that now, and we're going to try and stream every Wednesday uh, for the foreseeable future. Season's crazy. Season actually happens and gets crazy. You know, maybe we'll we'll up it. Maybe we'll figure it out. Uh, but we'll try and be here, and hopefully the uh, the audio is good. Hopefully the video is coming through crystal clear. But um, Brian and I are here to talk some win totals. Uh, if you are following, make sure you mash that thumbs up button. Make sure you are subscribing. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends to come check us out. Tell your friends um, to come give us a listen. Give us give us a chance to to earn their business. But uh, Brian, let's just jump into it. And uh, and we'll talk some win totals. And uh, let's see here. Um, getting some comments rolling in. That's cool to see. Uh, yeah, Mike, we're happy. To, we're happy to be back on the live feed. Uh, still figuring this whole thing out. So bear with us as I try and na- navigate this. But we got some win totals, Brian. We got yes. the AFC East. We got a Tom Brady list AFC East, something that we haven't been able to say since the year 2000, uh, 20 plus years. It's it's a wild time. Uh, Tom Brady is gone. And uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, the the Patriots have company as the, the best or perceived best team based on win totals, based upon odds, based upon a division that is completely wide open. Um, I, I guess from your kind of initial look and where the money is going, uh, so, some of the stuff everyone's really excited about, where are we at? What are we thinking? Is this still new England's division and everyone's crazy giving us an extra couple wins or is there someone else that might be taking over this division for the foreseeable future? You know, I, I'm going to ride with the public right now because we've seen the total kind of creep up recently, and that's what the Buffalo Bills. We saw them last year be contenders in both games with the Patriots. It was a, Both of those games were one-score games. They've, Regardless of the fact that Tom Brady beat them 32 out of the 35 times that, they, <laughs> that he played them, pretty much yeah. every game it was assumed that when he went up to Buffalo, he was in for a fight. And now yeah. that he's gone – um, you know, that Brady aura against the Bills, like, you know, it's kind of like the GOAT for the for the, uh, for the the Cubs or the Babe Ruth thing with the Red Sox. Like, it's the Bills' time now. They showed it last year. They have a tremendous defense. Uh, you know, I think they're ready. I, I love yeah. them at over nine right now. Yeah, and we'll get to our best bets later, but um, this division definitely has potential for – for some from for something to happen, um, the Dolphins are getting a lot of love. Uh, the they're over under is set at six. They're getting heavily juiced, and for uh, all of our lines, we went to Bet Online. Uh, it's just the place we could find that had the seemed to have the most updated numbers. Kind of uh, you know, so that's what we used, and and we're kind of going off their numbers and their juice, and 
it's really interesting because the Dolphins are making some adult decisions, I guess you could say. Like they're 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 bringing in smart players, um, but they're also in an interesting interesting spot because they're clearly looking kind of to a rebuild, kind of like building towards maybe 2022, 2023. Um, and if, they're start, if they bring in Tua and he's their starter, you know, a, a rookie starter going for seven and nine is in his first season. Like, I love Tua. I love his skill set. I love his potential. But, like, it feels a little premature. Am I, are you with me? Oh yeah, I I mean they're they're making moves that will make them a contender in the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. I mean, adding Byron jo- Byron Jones mm-hmm. on the outside with Xavier Howard. That, I mean that's going to give them a formidable uh, defensive backfield that teams are going to have a lot of difficulties throwing on. But you know they they as of right now they still have Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, who's a uh, poor man to Jameis Winston in a way where he just likes to, you know, heave it up there. We don't know what we're going to see out of Devontae Parker. Who the hell is going to run the ball for them right yeah, now? Uh, so Patrick Patrick Laird is definitely not the answer, as, as fun as that little uh, <laughs> no. three-week stretch was. Uh, yeah, I, I tried him twice during last year's fantasy season, and, yeah, it bit me in the ass pretty no, hard. No, it did not work out too well. Yeah, I mean, they added Cal Van Hoy, They added Shaq Lawson. They added Emmanuel Agba, um, stuff that's going to make their defense a lot better this year. Um, they're actually going to have a decent pass rush. They're going to be interesting on that side of the ball. But as we talked about, they have issues on the offensive line. They don't have a running back. They, I mean, I don't know that Jordan Howard is the answer. Uh, if it's fits magic in an open division, but like, you know, we can talk about what we think about the jets and about the Patriots, but, they would have to probably sweep those teams to get to seven wins. And I don't know if that's something I can see in, you know, this season. Now they add Tua and he, he starts in week six and they kind of find some more. I mean, they have obviously a lot of draft capital over the next two seasons. This could be a team in three to four years that we're saying this is set up to be a consistent nine, 10, 11 win, win, uh, win team. But at this point, I just, I can't predict that. And, Based upon where the numbers are, if I can get positive juice on on the under, I think that's a spot where I jump in. Yeah, I I think they're about a year away. Especially, mm-hmm. let's go back to the Patriots real quick. I mean, we can't just completely discount what they've done on the defensive side of the ball and the fact that they still have the Emperor Bill Belichick running the show there. I mean, even with Jared Stidham, like they're still going to be a pretty damn good team. And even them at nine, I think I think you're looking at a good chance that they push at that number and you know they're still probably going to dominate the Jets and the Dolphins with the Bills kind of taking over as the lead dog in that division yeah like I could see this being kind of like how the AFC South has been the last few years where there's a lot of teams between like seven and nine wins uh you know we'll see about the Jets but let's talk Patriots because I think they are interesting they're they're uh... They're a team I'm reluctant to jump in on uh, because of the Jared Stidham factor, but I do kind of like him as a player. I still think he has potential, but this is also a team that Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton jumps in. And in terms of what we saw from Brady last year and what they may be, I don't know that it's going to be that massive of a difference. Uh, That's so funny you said that because right as you started naming all those quarterbacks, I just started thinking into my head about – the weapons that the Patriots don't have. Like if, 
if we had assumed last year that Tom Brady was going to be able to lead this team with a bunch of no names and Julian Edelman and rookie Nikhil Harry, and he couldn't really do it with this band of guys, like why, why would we think that those other three dudes are going to be Mm -hmm. any better with, you know, a downgrade at the skill positions from their previous teams? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what we get out of Harry this year. I'm curious to see if Sony Michelle flashes anything. Um, You know, if Edelman's, what Edelman looks like with him back and, you know, they, they have some interesting pieces, but you know, that I think they have a lot of questions. It's just a number. Like, like you said, it's, it feels like a push. Um, It's just not really, there's no value there. I don't think, especially with all the question marks, all the unknowns, I'm, I'm not going there. Uh, Let's talk jets. Cause I think I want to be excited about Sam Darnold. Because he's still young. He's still younger than Joe Burrow. He still has a lot of potential, but he also has the game against the Patriots on Monday night that everybody saw where he was <laughs> seeing ghosts and didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, Robbie Anderson's gone and Brashad Perriman's their their savior at receiver. Uh, hopefully Chris Herndon's back. They still have Lev Bell. I don't know. The Jets are a weird team that, like, I see parts but I'm like, okay, there's something to get behind here. But then they're also the Jets, and they also aren't really doing as much as you'd like. So, man, uh, this is and they have Adam Gase as their head coach, who yeah couldn't do anything with Ryan Tannehill, who almost led the Tennessee Titans to the <laughs> Super Bowl. I mean, uh, yes, yes, it, it Gase is a Gase is a real wild card because he he did get. Uh, he did have productive seasons with Miami, but he also like Devonte Parker, Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake. All these guys finally broke out, and he's like supposed to be an offensive guy. And like, I don't, he couldn't figure out how to use them. I don't know. It it, it feels like uh, a mess of an organization. I, bad teams stay bad. The Knicks stay bad for a reason. Kings Thanks. stay bad for a reason. Um, and I think the Jets unfortunately are in there and. Uh, the under is getting pounded at seven, and I mean it's it's heavy juice to lay. But if I had to take a stand, that would definitely be uh, definitely be where I would head. Yeah, I mean, especially in that division with now three defenses who can defend the pass really well. Um, I don't see the Jets being able to move the ball through the air very much. Now, before we move off New York, I did want to ask you which uh, debacle is worse in Jets lore: the butt fumble. Or Sam Darnold seeing ghosts? Uh, probably <laughs> the butt fumble just because it had higher, like it, it had higher, like um, had more on the line. Like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts in a six-win season, five-win season, like doesn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things. But that Jets team like was like a, a good one coming off of a couple AFC championship games. Like there's a, there's a lot to uh, to get behind there that, you know, just was not able to come to fruition. All right. All right. I can see that. What about you? You think, you think, uh, you think Sam, well, okay. I think openly admitting that you're seeing ghosts (laughs) on the field is pretty bad, especially for a guy who's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. That's, that's very fair. That is very fair. Um, Okay. Are we ready to leave the, uh, the AFC nor our AFC East? Yes, let's let's travel away from those cold weather cities for now. Okay. Let's head to the sunny side of the states and uh, head to the AFC West. Um, a very interesting division. Obviously, Phillip Rivers is gone. We'll talk some AFC South here in a bit. Uh, the Chargers 
We still don't know what they're doing at quarterback. They're coming in at seven and a half wins. We got the Vegas Raiders, uh, first season for them. John Gruden, seven and a half wins. Got the Denver Broncos, seven and a half wins. And then the Chiefs, who obviously coming off a Super Bowl win, 11 and a half is their over under. Um, I guess let's start here because all of all the seven and a half win teams, I feel like I feel like they're one of these teams has the potential to to really like be a nine or maybe a ten win team. Uh, but I, I'm still kind of kicking it around in my mind about who I think that may be. Is there a team that jumps off the page to you as a team that you think can make that leap? Um, I was, I was on them at a higher number. So I'm definitely going to stay on them with, as it kind of creeped down. And that's for me, it's the Denver Broncos at seven and a half. I, I like the over there. I mean, even, even minus Chris Harris on the outside, I do think that their defense is still going to be one of the most ferociously like pass defended teams in the NFL. It's still really difficult to play up in mile high. I think the offense takes a step forward even with the oddity of the move of signing Melvin Gordon and them coming out and saying they wanted two good backs, which I guess that just means Royce Freeman is poor man's trash. Like I don't understand those comments, but uh, I mean, if you look into last year's games, they, they played pretty much every game close to the cuff and only a loss to Buffalo and the two games against the eventual Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs resulted in like double score losses. So I mean, they're already playing really close games. You turn a couple of those around. They already had seven wins last year. So to me, eight wins should be easily attainable for, for the Broncos. Yeah, a full season of Drew Locke, obviously like Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, another year of Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. Like there's pieces, another year of Noah Fant. Uh, they, you know, you, like you mentioned, they lost Chris Harris, but they brought in A.J. Boyer. They brought in Jarrell Casey. Um, they fit, they, they helped their offensive line, bringing in Graham Glasgow. Um, I like some of the stuff they're doing, but if, if you're going over the seven and a half, I think you need the chargers to kind of fall off. And I think you need to assume that, um, true lock can take a step forward and be better than what we saw last year. And then, you know, obviously showed some skills during his rookie season stuff that, makes you think there may be something there, but also, you know, it, it didn't, isn't like he needs to take a step forward in year two as a full starter, as the guy who runs a show for a year. And obviously giving him a couple of running backs, helping him as offensive line. Those things will go a long way. I, I think Denver is interesting. I just have a hard time getting there with you because last year I, that's where I was with this team. I was excited about him. I thought, Okay, yeah, I know they have Joe Flacco as their quarterback, but I like their defense. I like their running game. I think this team can do enough, and they weren't able to get there, and and they kind of frustrated me as someone who backed them frequently. Uh, So I'm kind of hesitant to dive in. I also, as crazy as it sounds, think the Las Vegas Raiders might be okay. Um and I'm considering them as kind of like a team I could, you know, financially invest in, which is, I don't know that investing in John Gruden and, and the Vegas Raiders is the way to go, but here we are. Uh, I, I do have like a weird, like, and we've talked about this on, you know, some of the free agency pods we've done. It feels like there's still a move to be made 
at, at quarterback and Cam Newton, Jameis Winston instead of Derek Carr, all of a sudden, like, I'm feeling a lot better about this team. Even with Jameis Winston's turnover issues, Josh Jacobs is a freaking stud. Uh, Tyra Williams, Darren Waller, they have pieces. Their offensive line is better. They showed me a lot last year in a season where I thought they were going to be abysmal. Um, and now with the Chargers, you know, seemingly running out Tyrod Taylor, Easton Stick, or whoever they happen to draft, um, I think nine wins is on the table for this team. And, and with that, I, I kind of like the over. Woo, you're going, you're going a full win and a half over. Well, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, if, if you told me to take <laughs> the over, if set the over under eight and a half instead of seven and a half, I'm probably not taking it unless I'm getting good value. But, like, I think the, I think nine or even 10 wins is in the realm of outcomes for this team. Um, but, you know, that would require Denver to kind of just not be very good and, and for the Chargers to take a step back. And, yeah. You know, I, I think are both very reasonable um, for this season, but you know that that's and you're kind of banking on John Gruden and and, they, and if they can add some help with their first round picks this year, you know, all of a sudden they're looking a lot better and not eight, nine, ten wins. Like I, I like my potential to get that far rather than you know be seven or less. Yeah, I mean, I I can totally see your point here, especially in this division where kind of the Chargers underperformed last year, even with still a very stud defense. Like lo- their defense is still loaded. We're gonna get a full season yeah. of Derwin James. So are we? You know, well, <laughs> well, I, I, I think we'll I think there was there was, a, there was some crazy stat I heard where. Derwin James and Joey Bosa like have only played one game or one and a half games or something crazy uh, during their time in the Chargers because between the two of them, one of them's always hurt. Uh, those two guys are probably the two best defenders in the whole division, and, and uh, that includes Von Miller. That includes whoever you want to throw in that bucket. But um, like in terms of pass coverage, Derwin James is incredible. Joey Bosa like. Both both is talking about teaming up with his brother in San Francisco after the season when he's a free agent, which you know has Niner fans salivating. Which uh, living and and you know being near a lot of them constantly, uh, I know how excited they would be. But uh, you know this team defensively has a lot of talent. I like kind of the direction they're going. Honestly, getting rid of plotting Melvin Gordon, we saw what uh, Austin Eckler could do last year. I just without a quarterback to pick you to win eight, nine, 10 games. And also they sign Cam Newton, you know, this is a 10 win team and I love where the direction they're going. I like the offensive line improvements, but at this point with who knows at quarterback, I, I don't know. You might now might be the time, like, cause you can get them at seven and a half minus minus one twenty. Cause as soon as the second they sign cam, that's going up at least a win. Um, but, you know, you're really banking on them signing someone not named Tyrod Taylor to be their quarterback. Yeah, I, th- I think right as of right now, we're looking at a division where minus the Chiefs, the rest of the, the other three teams are all kind of in the same level of, of skill sets and how good they are. And we're going to see a lot of really close games amongst those three teams. And, it, you know, I, we hit on this the last time we've talked is uh, I really think the Chargers are going to go more towards like a ball control kind of offense you're going to see a lot of re- RPO, a lot of run options. You're going to see them you know, winding the clock. You know who's really good at doing that? Yes, Cam Justin, Newton. Justin Herbert. 
Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you didn't see where I was going yeah, there. Yeah. Good, what, what, if the, what if this is a team that's like, you know what? Let's let's set the clock back one season because they have young enough assets. Keenan Allen's a little bit older, but everything else yeah. is pretty young in that team. You could bring in a younger quarterback and make it run, but they also have the pieces to go out and win the AFC if you bring in Cam Newton. So, you know, if you, if you want to take a shot on potential, a shot on upside, uh, I like taking the shot on the over on the Chargers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my shekels on the Raiders. Let's talk about those Chiefs. Uh, obviously, won the Super Bowl last year, 11 and a half wins. If you think the rest of these teams are going to be under, you got to love the Chiefs. You got to love the over. Uh, obviously, the public is backing them. Um, you know, we saw we saw the the Chiefs get to twelve wins last year, and they didn't have Mahomes for four games. Uh, they're still an incredibly talented team with a lot of interesting pieces. I just I have a hard time betting teams where I have to get 12, 13, 14 wins um, in order for my over to cash, but. I mean, I guess. It, do you think there's a world where the the Chiefs are ten and six or eleven and five, and not twelve and four, not thirteen and three, even in this division that we're talking about all the question marks with all these teams? I mean, it, in all likelihood, we're looking at a twelve and four team just with the inability of the other three teams to kind of score the ball because like we just kind of alluded to neither of these three teams have a very uh their offense is not going to scare anybody and we know the Chiefs can come back from any any lead as shown in the playoffs multiple times but you know it a team that's kind of built the way Kansas City is built where their their offense is predicated on the passing game they they have no idea who the hell they're running out there behind Mahomes to take the ball right now. So Mm -hmm. if you can't really run the ball, I think you're kind of susceptible to a lot of upset losses during the regular Mm -hmm. season when the games don't matter as much. So the number at 11 and a half is one of those that just my betting style, I would probably take the under right now for the even money rather than giving up winnings to take the over. Yeah, no. And I, I get it. Like I, I, I'm, when I'm making my bets, I'm generally in the same conversation. This is a team that I think won a lot of games despite their defense, and they really haven't done much to upgrade that. Uh, as you mentioned, like I like Damian Williams, but you know they he was kind of hit and miss. They brought in LaShawn McCoy, and he was kind of – and then didn't even play down the stretch. Like There's a lot to, to kind of get excited about here, but you know, it's really do you want to go against Patrick Mahomes and – like you said, I if I was forced to bet it, I would take the under. But this is probably just a stay away. Just, there's not enough value on one side, and going against Patrick Mahomes is, is really really scary. Yeah. Uh, okay, we ready to head head out of the uh, head out of the AFC West, and let's talk some ba 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 AFC South. Let's talk about the division that currently hosts. Uh, my Tennessee Titans, uh, a team that was one game away from uh, the Super Bowl, uh, almost you know went toe to toe with those Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs end up making it look pretty bad, but um, a very interesting division. Uh, going into last year, if you would have told me this year the Titans would be uh, have the most like have the highest over under, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, but we got Ryan Tannehill, we got Derrick Henry back, uh, we got rumblings of. Jadevian Clowney possibly coming to Nashville. Um, 
we know they obviously lost Jack Conklin, which isn't great, but I think they're going to be able to do enough on the offensive line with the pieces that they brought in uh, to kind of keep everything going. You know, they signed Vic Beasley out of Atlanta. There's a lot to like there, and I'm getting plus money to take the over on nine, and I know I need the Titans to win double digits, and I don't know if that's something I've seen them do since, like, Jeff Fisher and, like, early <laughs> Jeff Fisher because we know how Stephen prone Eddie George. Yeah, I mean, what's that, been 15, 20 years since since we've seen a double digit? I mean, I think there was a Chris Johnson team in there that, like, maybe 07, 08. That that one double digits, but yeah, it's 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 uh it's few and far between for sure. So I don't know, like I, I don't want to be the homer here, so I'll let you dive in and, and tell me how crazy I am. But getting positive money on over nine, I, I feel like they could get to nine and seven, and then you're really just hoping for the over to avoid the push. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely lean the over with Tennessee because it is plus money right now, and I haven't really seen any of the other teams do that much improvement on, like, the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you've seen Houston downgrade. Jacksonville, they got rid of Nick Foles, so they're going with Minshew Mania, and then Indianapolis signed Phillip Rivers, but they haven't really added any pieces to kind of supplement him. And then as far as like the teams that they're facing on defense, Indianapolis improved with getting uh, Buckner from San Francisco, but you know, Jacksonville is going to be losing in Gawkway in all likelihood. Houston is still now without Jadavian Clowney for a full season. So their pass rush is going to be downgraded. Uh, yeah. Tennessee is going to be able to run the ball minus Jack Conklin regardless. So yeah. I like them with the plus money. Yeah. I, it's definitely an interesting division. The Texans, like you, like I mean, losing Roger Hopkins obviously isn't ideal. You know, getting little bits of here and there. You know, other pieces. Having Bill O'Brien as your coach, that's not great, um, especially when he's doing the GM work as well. That's just that feels like playing with fire. Um, but you know, this is one of those divisions that, like, every year that you think you kind of have an idea on what it's going to be. And all the teams are kind of just lumped into that chunk. So it's really hard. As, I mean, as you can see, the Colts at eight, the Texans at eight, the Titans at nine. Like they're they're all kind of in, in an interesting group. And and I know we've talked some Phil Rivers, but like, you know, of the AFC teams that have made big moves, like uh, one of the questions from our chat, like I think I think the Phillip Rivers move is going to be more impactful than than we kind of think at this point, even though they lost Ebron, even though they don't really have as much at wide receiver. I, but, you know, improving the defense, getting Defoe on the other side. But I know Philip. but when Phil has his moments, when he has his time, when he's not in the fourth quarter, because that's, that's what's ingrained into our mind, right? Philip Rivers, fourth quarter, two minutes, the 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 turnstile offensive line in 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 the with for the Chargers and Philip Rivers just running for his life and chucking it and if they can give him some solid protection they can build some leads they can have I mean we've seen what they can do we've seen them you know when he was in with L A going toe to toe with the Patriots going to AFC Championship games like if I'm betting a team in this division to go over and we'll get to my best bets here in a minute but. The, the Colts is where I'm putting my money, and even at minus one thirty, I know I'm I'm going with the with the masses. But you know, this is a, a line that already moved when they added Philip Rivers. A line that I think I think this is a team that could win 
Like I feel like nine wins is is almost guaranteed for this team, and I think ten or eleven wins is very possible. Um, as much as I like the Titans, as much as I love you know kind of the direction we're heading, is even though sometimes I'm scratching my head why we're paying Derrick Henry and and Ryan Tannehill <laughs> so much money, but um, the Colts are good. And their offensive line is good, and if they can keep Marlon Mack healthy, they keep T.Y. Hilton healthy, they add another pass catcher between now and the season. Assuming everybody can get synced up and get on time, I think there's a good chance that that the Colts uh, go over that win total. Yeah, I'm going to unfortunately agree completely with that. But I I do still think that they have to add another piece on the outside Mm -hmm. for Phillip Rivers because – Paris Campbell, he's not going to do it. Uh, yeah. You know, they really only have Jack Doyle now at the tight end position. I mean, their running game is going to be really good. We all know yeah. that, and which will yeah. definitely help Phillip because he's been really successful when he's had a legit running game, as shown two years ago with the Chargers when Melvin Gordon played the entire season. You know, they were one of the most efficient offenses for in with the Chargers. So I do like the Colts, but I, I like Tennessee to come back into the season and – you know, kind of own the division to from the get go. Like I, I like yeah. the way that they play football. I like the way they're headed. I like the things, the moves they're making. Obviously, um, you know, they're building from the inside out, which has always been a good strategy. Build those lines, get that pass rush going, and then you know, let everything in. And as much as like running the gate, running the ball as much as they do, is a very 1999, 1998 thought. Um, it works, and it, I just. I don't know. Tannehill, like it, he needs to back it up again. If he can do that, I think, you know, they could, they could be another team going over. All right, let's uh, head up North. Let's talk about the final, final division in the AFC. We'll talk some, some Baltimore Ravens, another team at the 11 and a half. Um, people are going under on them. Uh, we got the Bengals at five and a half. We got the Browns at eight and a half uh, and the Steelers at nine and a half. Um, I guess initially, where does your thoughts go with this division? Uh, again, I'm going under the assumption that a big name player returns here, but for me, it's at Pittsburgh at that nine and a half mark. With if Big Ben returns, to me, it's unquestioned that they are going to compete with Baltimore for the division title. Just seeing what they were able to do last year with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at quarterback and an uncertain situation going on in the backfield and you know, all sorts of injuries on the outside Juju missing tons of games and Vance McDonald being injured. Like they were, they were probably one of the most beat up teams in the se- of the season last year. And they still put up, you know, eight wins. So to them to get two more, if they have their all time, all pro quarterback back and Juju, we get a full season under him. They get a top end running back in the draft. I was reading today. There's some rumblings. They like Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, matching him with James Conner, kind of keep both of them healthy. Like I think Pittsburgh is the team is, has the number right now that people should be betting, especially with plus money on the over there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, so it is interesting because we were looking at some numbers and then uh, we did a little checkup today before we, we went live just to make sure that our numbers were kind of reflecting. And um, it's interesting to see some of the movement uh, They're They're obviously the Steelers are always going to be a team that the public backs, um, just because their fan base is so, so diverse. So, you know, national, but um, I don't know. They're, they're one of those teams that like 
obviously you bring up great points. If you have a healthy quarterback, you know, you bring James Conner back, you have a full season of Juju. They brought in Eric Ebron. That's still a, a really well run organization. The defense is good, but like 10 wins in this division, especially with the flaming hot takes that are about to come out of my mouth about the team we're going to talk about next. Oh, uh, please. I can't do it. I can't do it. Cause, cause we're, we're heading to Cleveland. Oh. We're talking about the Browns. And and I'm I'm all in. I'm back in. Uh, Stefanski and <sighs> Baker and this team is so good. And they're producing. They're adding Jack Conklin. They added Austin Hooper. Uh, they have. This is an April know, Fool's joke, right? No, this is very <laughs> legit. <laughs> this is very very legit. Oh, uh, I'm I. This is not draft day. I'm not Kevin Costner. Uh, this is not Vontae Mack. No matter what. Uh, but I do like Cleveland Browns. Oh, I like uh, they—they they have so much to like. They have pieces on both sides of the ball. They got rid of the soup kitchen. They got like they—they—they—they're gonna be a good. They're the ultimate college. paper champion. Oh. Like their pieces just don't seem to mesh. I mean, you have like a you have a volatile quarterback playing with two very volatile wide receivers who can't seem to keep their mouths shut. I feel like we're watching a, a, a housewives show on BET or on VH1 right now, rather than watching a professional football team out there. Like, it, it, I don't know. I I just cannot get sold on the on the Browns. Yeah. Uh, and that's fair. Like after last year, totally makes sense. Like I get not being a fan of this team, but I think there's a lot to like, and I think the stability. My plus, they they you know Baker was bad when he was running for his life. They fixed that offensive line. They started to do that with Conklin. Look at addressing that in the off- offensive line in the draft. There's a there's three or four really good tackles they could look at. All of a sudden, you have stud tackles. You have, you know, Austin Hooper helping both block and and in routes. You you know, you hopefully have Landry back with Odell. Um, you know, who knows what they'll do with David and Joku? They have two really good running backs. Nick Chubb is a freaking beast. Uh, the defense has parts that you like. Uh, I think Miles Garrett's good to go. Like, I don't think anything's going on with that. Um, hopefully keeps his, you know, doesn't swing helmets at people and, and will be good on that <laughs> side of the ball. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm singing the same song as I sung last year. I, I just have this thing where it's like, whatever everybody else thinks, I'm just going to do the opposite. And a lot of times in gambling, it's going to work. And I know it seems crazy and counterintuitive and whatever, but like, but this is also a team that you have to have win three more games than they won last year just to cover. And that's, that's where I'm like, but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm all aboard. Let's go brownies. Let's, let's <laughs> put me in the dog pound. Paint my face you better eat some and... brownies for this upcoming <laughs> season. And that division. maybe I, maybe I did before the podcast. Right? <laughs> Possibly. <knows>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's talk Baltimore because obviously you like the Steelers. I like the Browns. The Bengals, we'll see. I mean, it looks pretty clear like they're going to draft Joe Burrow. Uh, so, you know, they were a team that won two games last year. The rookie quarterback, even with the pieces they have, A.J. Green to Indy seems like a move that would make a lot of sense for a lot of teams. 
Um, you know, we'll see what they do. They did green, but as of now, he's still on the roster. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they're going to, they're going to be obviously the basement. We, then you obviously aren't as big on the Browns as I am, but if you like the Steelers, I like the Browns, the Ravens at 12, you know, this is a team that is building up an, an already awesome team. And if Lamar does what Lamar did last year, they have a full year of Marquise Brown. They have Austin Hooper. They brought in Calais Campbell. Like this team is sick. And like, if I had to pick one them or the chiefs to go over that 11 and a half, I might go Baltimore, especially with the juice at minus one Oh five. Give me that. Give me that. 12 wins is just so hard to, to get I to, get especially, it. I... especially in a division where you have multiple people. I mean, just, just the two of us are disagreeing on who we like as increasing their win total from last year. And, you know, Baltimore's offense was something that the NFL really hadn't seen in, you know, decades, if not mm-hmm. half a century. And, you know, teams are so smart. The coaching is like bar none, the tops in the world. Teams are going to adjust to that. Like I don't think yeah. in I don't think any way we see a similar offensive output by Baltimore, which I mean is definitely going to hurt their their ability to put the ball in the end zone. And if they don't do any improvements on the outside, as far as like receivers, they got rid of Hayden Hurst, so their depth at tight end is now you know took a little bit of a hit. Uh, yeah, I think they that, also, I, I don't they know. I just lost Mar- they also lost Marshall Yonda. Uh, they're, yeah, they're yeah, all maybe. pro center centers are so key for what teams want to do, especially in terms of running and moving the line and pass protection. And that will be key for me. So with that and, you know, our propensity to bet, it's just like, this team is so good. This team is so sick and the defense just keeps bidding better. I mean, adding Brockers and adding uh, Calais Campbell to a defense that was already good. Like, yikes. Yeah. I could I I definitely see that like I do like their defensive line moves like I think yeah. teams are going to find it really difficult to move the ball on them as well but kind of going on the opposite end of the spectrum is what I said with Kansas City as them being kind of one dimensional as their game is predicated on the passing game Baltimore if they don't get their running game going you know they it they have a difficult time moving the ball like no I mean, it, for all the talk about Lamar Jackson and people defending him and saying he's a really good quarterback, which, yes, I completely agree with that, but he is not one of the top talents when it comes to airing it out. Yeah. You know, well, by any he's gonna means. Have to, he's going to have to take another step forward because after his rookie year, it, it looked like an absolute train wreck. Last year, he looked like a, uh, like a guy who could actually do it. Now he has to take another step forward. Now he has to I, be a guy that, when, when a little more pressure's on him, he needs to be able to yes. make some of those passes. Yeah, he's going to have to definitely learn on that divisional game against the Titans where they got down really early and we really saw his deficiencies as a quarterback. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, like like you said, the team needs the run to get everything else going. And once they get going, they're unstoppable. But losing Yonda and, you know, we'll see what they do in the draft. That will be key replacing him, but we'll, uh, we'll have to go through. So, Brian, let's talk about this. Who is the most overvalued AFC team? What team do you think, either looking at the wins or looking at where all that money is coming in, that you're just you're scratching your head going, what are people seeing here? I'm staying in the AFC North with the Ravens. I just, it, okay. I just don't see them repeating the season that they just did. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair. I'm going to go with the dolphins. Like I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the, the, the wins here. Like they, they up their wins from five and a half to six and they're still getting hit hard. And like, I, I like a lot of the pieces that the dolphins have. Um, but I just like, it, it seems a little crazy. I think uh, people offense- are punch drunk on the week 17 win against the Patriots. Well, and I think they're also using that New England stuff a little too much going, okay, with the Patriots out of the way, maybe they get yeah. one more win here. Maybe they find this. And I, I think, I think they're a year away. Uh, what about on the other side? Is there a team in terms of whether it's a team, you know, their win total seems really low or, you know, all the juices on one side and you're like, give me the other side. Uh, is there an undervalued team that you see that you're, that you're, you're really excited about? Uh, we'll talk about them in a second, but I've got to stick with one of my, one of my favorites and that's the bills. I just, I mean, yeah. they're just, they, they just keep improving every, every aspect of the game. They just keep getting better. And at nine in a division now minus their arch nemesis, you know, they're, they're one of my best bets this year and probably my favorite bet. To make well, let's right jump now. into our, let's jump into our best bets as we get ready to to wrap up here. So Brian loves the Bills over nine. Um, adding Stefan Diggs is obviously fun for for fodder and for fantasy and for all that stuff. But this is a good team, really disciplined on both sides of the ball. Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson, has to do a little bit more as a passer. Has to be a little more consistent. We obviously love what we saw out of Devin Singletary a year ago, but. You know, I think this like like this is a team that could win double digit games that could win the AFC East and be a team that competes for the AFC crown. No doubt. And I, I see in their division that it, it, if they don't sweep the Jets and the Dolphins, I think that'll be a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, this year, I think, is the year they at least get a split with New England. So that's five yep. wins right there. And then they're just looking at going 500 the rest of the year. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, as for my first best bet, we kind of, we already touched on it, but give me those Cleveland Browns over eight and a half, uh, minus one Oh five. I just, I think in, in, and you may be right. They may be a paper champion and, but just looking at the pieces they continue to put together. And if you Stefanski can, can organize something, build a nice solid offense where Baker can make quick decisions. Cause he's really good when he does that. When the longer he waits, the longer it takes, the worse things get. So I, I'm going to go over uh, on the Browns eight and a half. Uh, let's go to your second bet, and we'll head down to H-Town and talk about those Houston Texans. Talk to me about the under on eight because – and, I mean, it, it does make sense, right? Because, like, obviously we both like the Titans, especially with that juice. Uh, I like the Colts, and if – they're stepping forward. Someone's going to have to come back to the pack a little bit. Team that loses DeAndre Hopkins, a team that loses Jevin Clowney. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien's their coach. Seven and nine feels <laughs> like a very reasonable outcome. Yeah, they that they kind of jumped out at me at that number as at five hundred. Just kind of looking at what they were able to do last year and how their offense never kind of amounted to what we had expected with DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, and with Will Fuller even back there. Like, they never really reached that kind of peak that we thought we were going to see, and now they're minus this dynamic athlete on the outside, DeAndre Hopkins, who made a lot of catches. But, but, 
But they got like, David Johnson, so that's got to be ooh. something, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no offense to David Johnson, but he just he didn't look like the same guy that we saw a couple years ago in Arizona. So it's definitely an upgrade, I think, for them. But it has a chance to be like a complete like dumpster fire. Like it's week two, and we're like, oh no, <laughs> what did they do? Uh, well, obviously, I, yeah. I I think he could rebound and be better and be healthier and. Um, whatnot, but like, yeah, I think there's a there's an outcome where it's like, this is really bad. They're like cutting him and and r- running to the waiver wire to pick up whatever they can scramble together. I mean, I think we're really gonna see how good Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson is this season because mm-hmm. if they don't do anything on the outside, we're looking at them playing with Will Fuller, Kiki Kute, and Kenny Stills as wide yeah, receivers. They get like six and, and a half. That's not scaring years. anybody. Yeah, if I told you that they were – if I set the over-under at six and a half for all three of them, how many games are we getting out of them? <laughs> uh, I'm taking the under on that all day. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, no matter what like, the juice is. Phil, Phil Fuller gets, what, two games? Kenny Stills, maybe we can get four out of him. And then QT is out. Yeah, I don't I, – that's uh, – that's, it, it's a situation that everything could click and be incredible, but it feels like there's a lot more likelihood that things just kind of completely collapse and Bill O'Brien's out of there in a year. Uh, let's go to my number two. Also already sort of, uh, hit on this one, but I am taking the over on the Colts, uh, of eight wins at minus one thirty. another heavily, uh, a heavily juice, but I just think it makes too much sense. I think this team with Phillip rivers is too well run. I think nine and seven is their floor. I think 10 or 11 wins is their ceiling. Even in a vision that has the Titans, I think, you know, could be better. Uh, I, you know, we, we both are not as high on the Texans and the Jags could be a total shit show. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think taking the over on the Colts is, is where the smart money is even at the, at the juice number. Uh, let's go with your third and final best bet. And let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh to me is, I think, I think they're, they're primed and ready to, be in that AFC championship game once again. If I mean, as long as everybody's healthy, just kind of seeing, mm-hmm. like I had touched on this before, like they were able to put up a 500 season with scrubs with yeah. AAF players last year. And now they're getting these NFL superstars back. I, I just don't see any world where they're, where they don't reach double digit wins. Yeah. I guess my only concern is the health of Ben Roethlisberger. Like he's putting these videos out where he looks like Matt Patricia and that would worry me <laughs> if I was a Steelers fan. Because uh, another year of Duck Hodges, you know, yeah, it, but one... Ben just has to stand back there and throw the ball. I mean, he he's so big; it takes two or three guys to take him down. Anyways, he's he's yeah. like the mountain guy on uh, Game of Thrones that I never watched, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just know Nailed about the it. giant Nailed dude. It. Yeah, so Nailed it. Um, uh, yeah, even with yeah, his mountain yeah. look, he he's good as a statue. Yeah, my final best bet. The Oakland Raiders over seven and a half minus one ten. Uh, my favorite team from the AFC West. I think they're you know we talked about some teams that could take a step forward. I think they have some pieces that are exciting, and if they add a receiver, they add a little bit of help here, a little bit of help here in the draft. They continue to be smart. Maybe they go after a new quarterback. If Derek Carr is there, I still like it, but not as much. Um, but yeah, I I mean that's that's kind of where my head's at. As of you know April first, so we'll see as May and June roll along, and once the draft's over, and we'll come back and revisit these and talk about 
kind of where our head's at, where the juice is moved, where the lines are moving, and see where we are. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're mashing that thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribing to our feed. Every Wednesday, our goal is to be here around 9 Eastern, so hopefully you can come, hang out, ask questions, uh, do all that stuff. If not, uh, we'll be on the, the videos will be on YouTube for you to catch up on. We'll still be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. So if you're checking us out that way, make sure you do it. Uh, if that's easier for you during the season, during the off season, whatever, uh, once this quarantine's over, then, you know, continue to, to listen there. Uh, but I am your host, Kyle Robert. That's Brian Twining. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>